Welcome to the Good, the Bad and the Ugly Innovation Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk to people who walk the walk, solving real innovation problems and developing startups. They tell us the good, the bad and the ugly of their experiences. Now, have you ever met an entrepreneur whose first business she started when she was 15? Well, this week you will. Cara Macklin is an entrepreneur, mentor and coach with a history of success behind her. She's based in Northern Ireland. She tells us about her first business she started while she was at school. Moving to England after university, Cara worked with Marks and Spencers developing Italian food products. On returning to Northern Ireland, she then helped to grow the family business up to 750 employees in the hospitality and care sectors. During this time, she had an idea to transform the care business with a totally different and award-winning approach which she implemented and launched. Cara's latest business is using her background to mentor and coach entrepreneurs with her extensive experience. Cara believes that developing the correct culture in the business team is the key to success in starting and maintaining a business. She explains her methodology and how she works with entrepreneurs and focuses on three areas to help them develop personally and grow their business. These are imagination, inspiration and impact. She can be contacted at hello at caramacklin.com. Finally, she nominates a piece of music she loves for us to play out on. And what a guest. It was a really enjoyable conversation. The podcast is sponsored by Netzer Digital Onboarding at www.netzer.com. We provide digital onboarding and customer digital management solutions to a wide range of verticals, including mobile operators, MVNOs, eSIM providers, financial institutions and charities. Please contact us at www.netzer.com or email me pat.flynn at netzer.com and we'd be glad to understand your business requirements and problems. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We're talking to a very interesting coach and entrepreneur called Cara Macklin. Cara has a company called Karen Coaching. She'll explain more about that. She's also our first woman uh, guest, which I'm thrilled to have. She has a pretty interesting background. And maybe, first of all, I'll just say, Cara, thank you. Welcome to the po- uh, for coming in on the podcast. Thank you, Pat, for having me. It's- Great, brilliant. And you, um, we were talking a little bit there at the start. You are an, an entrepreneur in your whole family seems to be entrepreneurs from what you were saying. Yeah, so if I give you a bit of background on on myself, so I always say to people, my journey as an entrepreneur started at five years old around a kitchen table in my family business. My parents started businesses in Northern Ireland, so they have a hotel and and nursing homes. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up in the countryside in Northern Ireland, and I I started my first business at 15, running buses to local nightclubs um, because we (laughs) lived in the countryside and to get everyone out, so that seemed a great idea. I did the usual route of business studies at university in, in University of Ulster and I then went to work in London for a year for Marks and Spencers in their head office and that was probably, sorry. Sorry, no, no, tell us a bit more about the bus coaching, it's a different type of coaching, tell, tell me a bit more about the bus, so how did you think of that and how did you as a 15 year old actually make that work? Um, so I went to the same school as my brother, um, so he was the year above me in school. And his friends and my friends all 
were together at school, like we were a big group of friends and, and we just realized finding 15, 16, 17 year olds, the only way to get out, um, <laughs> really. So we, the bus at that time was, it was a hundred pound for the, or as you say, the coach, um, that's what it cost us. There was 52 seats on it. So my brother and I had to go for free and the other 50 seats we charged five pound each. So wow, every bus nice. or every coach we ran was 150 pound in our back pocket very very many years ago which was uh hope there's no tax men listening to this but um yes it was a nice a nice earner as a 15 year old so i suppose i look back and you know people said to me at different points in my career oh if you went to work for a big corporate or part of my background's healthcare you could go into the nhs or you could and and the answer would be no my i always wanted to run my own business yeah well that's that's pretty impressive um and Especially the margin is pretty impressive, to be honest. Um, so anyway, sorry, I did interrupt you. But you, you went to London and you were working for Marks and Spencer, I think you said. So I, I would be a real food person. Um, so I got a job in their product development department. Um, actually, the department I worked in was called the Food Trend Studio. And that was really the start of my formal training and in, in innovation and, and how you, you know, benchmark best practice in the world the real quality end of it. So I got to see a big corporate in terms of how they did it and, and really phenomenal in terms of, so Marks and Spencer's would, so in the name Food Trend Studio, our job was to look to the future and predict the trends and, and, and nearly create what people wanted to eat next. And the other side of it was the quality side. So we benchmarked um, the best chefs in the world. So if we were doing a new Italian range, for example, we went, well, I didn't go to that many places, but we would have went to like, the best Italian restaurants in Italy. So that was Marks and Spencer's benchmark of, of their quality, hence why their food is the way it is. But, you know, I've always been very passionate about, you know, I'm very creative as a child. So I'm kind of of good vision and ideas. And I'm not always saying the ideas will work in practice, but I'm always coming up with crazy ideas. So that whole innovation, you know, change the future, doing things differently and how you do it to the best level. Um, so that was the start of getting the, you know, a, a good grounding and what goes in behind that to make it happen. Because for me, innovation is an art, but it's also a science and people don't realise that. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a series of experiments, but mm. if you want to put it in a crude way. But you also, you came back to uh, Northern Ireland and you started working with your family, I think you were saying? So I did, yeah. So I came back, I was in London for a while and then I came back to the family business. So. I was 15 years there as a director of the business. Um, and well, as a teenager, you wash dishes, you do all those sorts of things in hotels. And when I came back, I would have managed quite a few of our sites. So my first role was operations manager of our biggest care home. Um, so I was 25 and I had 120 staff working wow. for 80 residents in the home. Um, so a great learning in that from operations, procedures, regulation, staff, you know, managing teams, people. Um, I went on then to, I was involved in procurement in the business. I set up the first HR department that we have. I would be very passionate as well about the culture of an organization and the people in terms of, I don't believe you grow an organization sustainably unless you grow mm -hmm. the people. Um, so that part, you know, so the innovation in that part would be my, I opened three of our new businesses. So you started the first HR department, uh, you had 120 people working for you, you were 25 years old. Fast forward, uh, you, that business, actually you were saying that business grew to a, quite a big business and still is a big business today. So I was there, started in 2005, I say I opened three of the businesses and 
when I started, we had three businesses and about 250 staff. And I was there for 15 years. And during that time, we scaled the business to seven different businesses and about 650 staff. Wow. And so I would have been very, you know, growth and development and, and pushing things forward would be what I enjoy the most and, and what I'm best at. Um, so that took me up to 2015. And I then was very lucky to be offered a scholarship um, to do an MBA in London. So I decided I would go back um, and I wanted international experience as well. So I went back to London for a year and, and did my MBA, got to work in projects in China and South Africa and Iceland and got to do a project actually with the, the Doyle Hotel Group in London or you know their whole group, yeah. um, which was just phenomenal. I mean, the Irish company, you probably know them. Mm -hmm. And I came back to Northern Ireland in 2017, the end of the family business with the idea of I could see or in my head, there was a way to disrupt the elderly healthcare markets. Um, now, not that this is accurate, but the public's perception in my experience of nursing homes is they're terrible places and you go there to die. Um, I wanted to create something very different in the elderly healthcare market um, and the perception people have is nursing homes are old places, you know, people go there to die, you don't want to be there. So I thought, how do I create somewhere that is the complete opposite of that, that actually people would prefer to be there than being at home on their own. And so I created Ireland's first lifestyle care home. Hmm. And so if I give you an example of the building, so in it, we put a cafe, a cinema, a hairdressers, a pub, a nail bar and a spa bathroom. Um, oh. So, you now have, so I would have done, so you talk about innovation. So, you know, I would have done six months or more of research all over the world, not just at care, not just at healthcare, but hospitality, lots of different industries brought in, you know, consultants to work with us on the project. And, and my remit with the board and the team was, I don't want anyone to work from an outside point of view that have a healthcare or a nursing home background. We need different thinkers around the table. Um, so we opened that business in 2018 and it wasn't just the building. I spent 18 months with the staff and the culture, you know, changing their mindset because you can't, you know, innovation, the hardest part about it is, is the people in the sense of when you have, when you're creating something new, as you know, Pat, trying to explain to people, you know, for me, trying to explain to people what was in my mind. Um, so that was an amazing journey with a phenomenal team and, and they did it a great job. I mean, in the first nine months, we we filled it, 100% occupancy, they won loads of awards, lots of media. At the same time as that, I was training professionally as a business coach, um, and not to not to leave the business, but very much just to improve my own leadership, um, I was a leadership coach. And when I got the nursing home filled, um, and it was all going great, in 2019, then I decided to leave the family business completely, and set up my own business, as you've said, um, I'm just about to launch the second part of that business now called Karam. And I realized with the experience I have in business and, and doing that lifestyle care home, um, that the knowledge I have on two sides, one is the business side in terms of teaching people how to think differently and be creative and innovative. I think that's going to be the most important thing for all leaders in the future. And, and certainly we'll talk about where we're at right now. And the other part then is leadership and mindset, how you get the right mindset as a leader, how you, you know, I talk about a success mindset and that comes with training and discipline and mentoring. 
um, and then how you bring the people along with you on that journey. That to me is the three parts that I, my experience, leaders find the hardest. Okay, Karen. So, so you, is it is it, I'm sensing a love of working with people here and trying to develop them, and you you clearly have a huge passion for setting up new projects, creative thinking, getting a team around it. Is that what's driving Karen? Is that why you want to do this? Yes, I mean, if I'm being really honest, what's driving it is um, on a very deeper level, I believe if I get the right entrepreneurs to work with, they are going to change the world. Okay. So whether it's in healthcare or technology or um, hospitality, I mean, these are people who are big thinkers, but what comes with the downside that comes with that, as I find out in the lifestyle care home, is you're on your own. No one else thinks like you. It is a very, very, very tough journey. Um, a, you know, a running a business road. is tough. It's a very lonely. Road, isn't it? Yes, and and I just know if I can, you know, when I work with these people, I can accelerate their success, mm-hmm. and that then ultimately is going to have an impact on the economy, on the world. You know, and right now we need more than ever these kind of leaders to step up and you know, do things that are going to really have a huge impact on the world, mm-hmm. um, not just financially, but other ways as well. So that's so, it. So, Cara, how would, if somebody's interested in working with you, they approach you, how do you work with them? Do you have a methodology? How, how do you mm-hmm. go about it? Yeah, so the three key headings that I've said before that I work on or would be my speciality, innovation and creative thinking. And that's first and foremost with the leader. Um, people say to me, Oh, certain people are creative, not everybody's creative. Everybody is creative. Children, we were all had a great imagination. What is really worrying in the world today is we are losing our imagination because we've so much stimulus, computers, social media, um, and we, we don't know how to think as much as, as we did years ago. That's going to be extremely detrimental for business and society. Mm-hmm. So that's the first part of it. The next part of it then is the success mindset. You know, the first thing is with a leader is just be yourself. A lot of people actually have put themselves into a typecast that they think they should be. And they actually don't even know really themselves and how they should be and what they should be doing. And then both from a positive point of view, how you develop that and how you you get rid of the negative stuff, the imposter syndrome, the fear, the, you know, I do a lot of work around that. And the third part then is how you bring the people with you, whether it's your team, whether it's other stakeholders, you know, these people are great visionary people, but the ability to communicate properly and bring, you know, I see they're way ahead of everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then it, it doesn't happen because people are too far behind them. Um, and I, at the minute, I do two, two different things. I have a group program where I bring the best thinkers together and I work with them in a group's mentoring session. That's not open at minutes because um, it's, it's just too busy. And I, I have that. The other part I'm doing right now is one-to-one. So, business owners and entrepreneurs who want to have access to me usually fortnightly um, for a few hours. And from those three headings, we will build a bespoke program because some people are slightly better at one or the other, but we will put together a bespoke, you know, mm-hmm. on the business side and on the mindset side to, to accelerate their growth and success. Oh, no, that's, that's incredible. They, I mean, I can just say myself, my own experience is that, I've always learned from reaching out to people, um, even if I had strong views about something myself, when I talk to other people, they might even just provide a nuance to it or a slightly fresh way of doing it. And I think all, all entrepreneurs should have mentors or 
professional mentors such as yourself just to reflect back and give a true um, feeling or, or uh, assessment of, of what they're doing. Uh, are they going the right way? So I can absolutely see the value of that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two trains of thought and we're probably a wee bit behind in this side of the pond on, on the coaching. But what I can see is people can think coaching is for sorting out a problem. Um, that's not the kind of coaching I do. Mine is good to great stuff. You know, the best sports people in the world have always had lots of coaches and they're mm -hmm. way ahead on this. The best world-class leaders have, I mean, Richard Branson writes about this all the time. I did a post about him recently. Um, he named some of his mentors and coaches and actually one of them was Mo Mollum, who I'm sure you probably remember in, in Northern Ireland and the impact she had. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a guy quite literally world-class in the top of his game and he still has coaches and mentors around him. So, you know, there is starting to be a shift to this is not about just fixing a problem. This is about, you know, absolutely. I, you know, I see people all the time and even the best entrepreneurs and their potential to go even a lot more, you know, I, I can see um, and having someone a lot, the right, but you need the right person. You know, you need the right coach alongside you okay. to do that. Well, look, thanks for coming and talking on the podcast today. It's, uh, I found that absolutely fascinating. Um, you, you spelled it out so clearly. You have such a structure about it. And you also have the credibility. It, it's, um, that's quite a unique uh, approach. Where, where can people contact you? What's your website? Yes, so they can. My website's launching in September, my new one. But my, my website at the minute is my name, caramacklin.com. Or my email is just hello at caramacklin.com. And and if anybody just wants to reach out and start a conversation or, you know, ask me any questions, I'd be delighted to, to help anyone just what we're going through at the minute. Okay, great. And uh, as you know, on this podcast, we ask people to nominate a piece of music to play out on, maybe say a little bit why you like it. We've had some quite a wide range of choices. So I don't know if you had a chance to think of something. Mm -hmm. So the song I picked is Take That Shine. Very good. And there's two reasons because I... Feel it, you know, I love being able to shine a light on other people and their success and their potential. And I just hope that this time in the world, there's, yes, things aren't going well for everyone, but there is a big opportunity to help each other and to come out of this shining a lot brighter. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks very much, Cara. Thanks a million. You, you're such a big star to me. You're everything I want to be But just look in a hole And I want you to get out I don't know what there is to see But I know it's time for you to leave We're all just pushing along Trying to figure it out Change. So clear your head and come round You only have 
have to open your eyes. You might just get a big surprise.